every time it would always be someone would come up and I was sure I would see like a bite on their body oh. and I was like, no, nah, they're going to turn into a zombie. I'm not sure if you know this. Mm. That night, I almost killed you. Hello and welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse, The Nerd's Way. I'm Adam. And I'm John. And we're here to guide you through the necessary and horrifying future that's to come with you getting your face eaten off by potential mutant zombies. Wait a minute, what did you mean by necessary? Well, Don't you mean like it's definitely going to happen? Like why necessary? Oh, because it's necessary that it happens. Because... Well, why not? I mean, that's... if there's some type of nuclear apocalypse... I know last episode you were saying like, oh, you know, it takes you know millions of years for genetic mutations to come about. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm fairly certain that magic's going to be involved in some level. So that's going to speed up the process. I'm going to become like, I don't know... Well, I'm not because I'm going to survive in an underground bunker somewhere hidden in the middle of the Australian desert. But, you know, whatever. Anywho, uh, yeah, magic and darkness, whatever. So, basically, we're all going to be mutants except for you, and this is necessary. So, all of these things added together are making you sound like a supervillain. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. (laughs) Oh, actually, that's another thing. Um, Before we get into, like, everything, essentially, uh, I just have to express my love for uh, this little YouTube Oh, Adam, I feel so... Oh, wait. No, definitely not. No, no, definitely not. I barely put up with you. No, I'm just kidding. You're amazing. Um, Well done. No. So I recommended it to a couple of people last night, right? Mm. And I'm pretty sure you've seen it. If not, you've got to watch it. But I recommend to anyone who's listening, um, Dr. Horrible's Sing Along Blog. Oh, ah, right. Yeah? I've right? never actually finished that series. Oh, I watched the first episode or something, but I didn't watch it. Oh. Ah, that's genius. Dr. Horrible's Sing Along Blog is amazing, right? That's basically... Dr. Horrible is... My spirit animal. Um, including all the songs as well. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I break out the song at random times. It's fantastic. Now, to give you a quick breakdown, it's about this... Uh, not amateur. He's a, um aspiring supervillain who mm. wants to enter the Eagle... The e- Eagle. That's right. The Eagle League of Eagle. No, uh, the Evil League of Evil, rather. Oh, right. um, and Neil Patrick Harris, Nathan Fillion, Felicia Day... I think even... Um, oh, it's directed by Joss Wheaton as well. He is amazing. It's brilliant. I love it. And you guys will... If you don't like it, you have no soul. So probably no one knows who any of those people are. So Joss Whedon made Firefly. Nathan Fillion uh, played Captain Markham Reynolds out of Firefly. He's also and in Castle. Course, oh, yeah, Castle as well, mm-hmm. if you watch that. And then um, Neil Patrick Harris. Of course, Everybody Barney... knows Barney Stinson. Uh, from How I Met Your It's mother. going to be legend. Wait for it. Keep waiting. It'll probably come in next episode. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, Felicia Day, some of you who may know, she I'm pretty sure she's the founder of Geek and Sundry. Uh, she, the uh, real, like, nerd type of... Uh, Nobody knows any of this nerd stuff you're talking about, Adam. <laughs> pretty much not. Uh, Felicia Day is the love of my life. Uh, she's amazing. She is in Supernatural as well. She plays Charlie. Uh, so I should point out that the only re- reason Adam agreed to do this podcast is because I said to him that one day this podcast would become big enough that Felicia Day might listen to it. And when she does, she'll be like, oh, yes, I, I love that little nerdy... I was, yeah, that little nerdy guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, self-censoring. Boom. Love it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Wait, what were you... Uh, let's not go into it. I was going to say, what do you call someone who is... <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry, all right. I, I've just gotten the new technology. I've got all the sound effects at my disposal now. <laughs> Brilliant. So good. The, um, before anyone forgets, this is the uh, sound effect when Adam's about to go on a rant. That should have been playing now because this was a wreck. This wasn't actually part of our <laughs> little trends. <laughs> but so, it's so good. Are you done with the rat? Um, Dr. Horrible Sing Long Blog, highly recommended. You will love it. Yes, done. There we go. <laughs> okay. So, jumping actually into the content of the podcast that we have planned for today, uh, our first little topic is uh, going to be building your own bows and stuff like that. I know, right? Like, Last episode was purely based around surviving the apocalypse and how to, you know, assist in that. And mm. now again, we're 
like the first topic, straight out of the bat, essentially, kind of the first official topic is um, more about how to survive the apocalypse. I mean, we're, we're actually getting some ground in this. I, I don't know what we're doing. It's almost as if we are literally called the nerds <laughs> by surviving the, the apocalypse. The, surviving the apocalypse, the nerds way. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> we had to change it for copyright reasons. <laughs> oh, so good. So yes, uh, Surviving the Apocalypse, the Nerds Way, and building your own bow and using them. Now, we've actually tried this, and it was pretty fun. One of our uh, friends, Stephen, came over and assisted with the uh, the process of that. In fact, I- I'm not sure if you know this, mm. that night, I almost killed you. Oh, I do know this. Yeah. Um... um- <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, a good way to make your own bow and everything like that. Now, there is a multitude of content out there in the interwebs. So, I first wanted to get into this whole thing of making a bow. Like, it sounds like something Adam would do, but he already owns a bow. So, I wanted to make my own because I... You know, don't really have the budget to spare. Now I've got a mortgage. I can't buy a bow pre-made. So I was like, how do I make one? And I found this awesome guide of someone had gotten a tree and, like, whittled out the bow and everything and made it himself, and it was super powerful. And I was like, you know what? Can't be bothered. So I went to Bunnings <laughs> and bought some PVC pipe instead. And But it works really well. I mean, when you think about it, that could be used to hunt small game and stuff like that. Okay. Like rabbits. Now, funny thing is, uh, now this is a bit of conjecture here. I'm not really sure if uh, this is correct, but the you cannot survive on a diet of rabbit. Oh, you don't get enough nutritional value. You eventually become malnourished. So Do you know what important. you can survive on a diet purely mm-hmm. consisting of bananas? Really? You might. But if you eat, I can't remember the exact number. Like I'm talking millions. Mm. Radioactive poisoning. Oh yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Don't need a there is bananas. even before you get uh, radiation poisoning, the magnesium in it will uh, overdose you. So you kind of have to make sure you don't eat too much either. Right. But apparently, every nutrient the human body needs is in the banana. So that is why, as part of my uh, plan to survive the apocalypse, I am growing a banana tree. But I guess we already talked about that. Banana tree. That's pretty cool. I should also note that while I was practicing with my bow later on, I don't think you were there at the time, but I accidentally hit my banana tree with the <laughs> arrow. So that's one of my apocalypse survival plans interrupting the other. But yeah. it, it survived, luckily. Thankfully. So anyway, back Took to, to the, the hospital, etc. <laughs> yeah, banana tree hospital. Those are, they're everywhere, those things. Thank goodness we live in a free country. So anyway, we they're building your own bow stuff. So uh, with the PVC pipe. Now, there's, well, we should link the... Uh, video on how to build the PVC pipe in our uh, social pipes. Oh, uh, yeah. Were. So we can, you know, anyone out there would be interested in learning how to do it. Now, we kind of, not cheated, but we cut a couple of corners. We didn't put the uh, piping in the centre of the PVC pipe. Yeah, you're supposed to get some fibreglass and put it inside the PVC to make the bow stronger and able to be pulled back a lot more. And it increases, flexes. increases the poundage of the bow. The um, draw weight, if mm-hmm. you're a technical uh, bowyer or however you say what How do you pronounce bow? Boyer. Bo- boyer? No. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> clearly... Technicalities, we, who need it? Yeah. So we bow had, maker. <laughs> so during the night... So we made... Uh, we were in the process of making two. However, we only got through one because someone, not going to name names, it was me, uh, <laughs> filed the uh, the PVC pipe <laughs> incorrectly. A uh, bit too deep. Anyhow, so while we were um, practicing with the bow, I brought out my compound bow, which was... Oh, uh, no. This has got a <laughs> relatively large drawway. Anyway, uh, I'm not pulling this thing all the way back, mind you, because if I did that, that would go... We'll, because when we finished the first PVC pipe, we took it out the front and we were firing a piece of bamboo stick. At each other. At each other, mind you. This is not with the compound bow. This is with the PVC pipe. I'm standing there just begging to be hit with this pipe. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was you that fired it. And I'm just like, because we're missing entirely. Like, there's no aerodynamics yeah. to this bamboo thing. So I'm standing there just going, yes, hit me. Yes. Oh, however... Steve was uh, our mate who was with us Steve was there as well and he's like shielding himself which is probably the smart thing to do (laughs) quite frankly anyway so I'm standing there because I'm expecting they're going to miss thankfully you did and so did everyone else but 
it whizzed right past my ear oh. at one point. I'm just like, yep, okay, not doing this anymore. Uh, so <laughs> we're firing it into this freezer box, and uh, it was good fun. However, I brought out my compound bow because I wanted to just, you know, fire things with a proper real arrow. But I'm not pulling back all the way because that would go through the box, through John, through Steve, and into the next house, and through that person as well. So I decided <laughs> like, not he, to do that. He's exaggerating a little bit. But seriously, didn't the first time you fired it, you fired it out through the garage door, through the fence, into the neighbor's house or something like that? Oh, that was... Oh, the very first time I fired it, like when I brought... Yeah, yeah, that was funny. And you killed a cat almost? No. Okay. No, no, no. A pig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. Uh, well, no, I didn't. I almost kill a pig. Just, there was one in the like in that yard, and we're just oh, like, wow. if it was near that fence, the arrow would have probably you know gone into its you know, body. Oh, so wow. we were quick little tangent. We were um, firing well, when I first got the bow. We we're firing it out the front and fired it and went through the box. I was trying to like because I was trying to sight it in, because my bow has sights, so I'm sighting it in, and it's off whack completely, so I'm trying to sight it in, and I fire it. It goes through this uh, box, which I got filled with uh, foam and all this other fun stuff, and straight through that, and all the way through, up to the fletching, uh, an asbestos fence. There's a perfect cylindrical hole in the (laughs) asbestos fence. I'm just like, well, that's got some power. (laughs) You've got to be careful with that. I'm essentially the green arrow now, you know, except less fit. So that's cool. I'm not going around um, attempting to stop the underground, nonetheless. So back to the story. We're we're there. We fired the bamboo arrows at each other a bit, and we're firing into this box, Mm -hmm. a cardboard box we've got going. And then you get out your bow. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm pulling it back, like, literally, like, four centimetres on firing it. Yeah. And it's... Like, nothing dangerous about... Well, there is dangerous about that, but pulling about, like, four centimetres, the bow is going bloop, into the box and kind of out the other end. And I'm just like, yeah, this is fun. Clap, clap, clap. So John so fires I... his, um, the PVC pipe and goes behind the box to collect the uh, bamboo stick. Because, unfortunately, I missed. Yeah, you missed. So I'm behind the box. and Adam is on the other side. Because I, I, like, I've been doing it the exact same way, essentially. Like, oh. just the same thing. And I, now this is an important message to those out there. Safety in all things. Yeah. Because <laughs> bear in mind that this is the same bow and arrow that almost killed a pig. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I'm just secretly trying to kill you. So I pull back the bow, and I'm not sure. It could have been subconscious. I'm not sure if I secretly <laughs> want to kill Steve to kill uh, John. But anyway, so I pull back the um, bow and arrow. And same, like the same length, essentially, the same length. Mm. Except this time, it's gone pretty much all the way through the box and it's aimed directly at John's head. Thank goodness for fletching because John probably might have died. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Or at least being horrifically injured. Mm. <laughs> so, bow safety. Very important, ladies and gentlemen. So, obvious uh, tie-in to surviving the apocalypse. Mm. These PVC pipes... I was afraid. These uh, PVC pipe bows mm. are kind of... Like really essential in certain aspects of uh, surviving the apocalypse because it can allow you to hunt small game, maybe even a large game if you mm. have enough poundage and stuff like that. You straight off the bat, you're not going to be able to kill like a wild pig or anything like that. So but I'd like to do a few iterations and maybe see if I can find the fiberglass that'll increase mm-hmm. the strength and the draw weight a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be fantastic. So uh, just be mindful of that. Don't be trying to go out and hunt wild pigs with a PVC pipe bow because you will die. Those things are aggressive. They are. I've heard a lot about yeah, them. Uh, I wouldn't do those, no. So, uh, yeah, like rabbits and things like that you could kill. I'm not really sure what else. Maybe but, a wallaby. But obviously this is in survival. Do not go out hurting these poor creatures. You're an animal. So, yeah. Let's just say the apocalypse does happen. And it's not a zombie apocalypse, but it's one where we've all turned on each other and we want food. Society collapse. Mm-hmm. Societal collapse. Mm-hmm. This bow is still incredibly useful because now I've got a long-range weapon. Before, all I had was knives, etc., etc. But now I've got a long-range weapon. Now, granted, it can't, it can't injure anyone, really. But it is very useful for if I need to defend my place. Because one thing that we noticed while we were firing the bamboo sticks at each other on the street, making my neighbours think I was crazy... Homicidal. Which is partly true. You're crazy and homicidal, and I'm your friend, <laughs> so by association. Um, anyway, so we're firing these bamboo sticks at each other, and just 
when the first time I did it, I think you were firing it at me. Just the primal fear that you get when you see a draw, bow drawn back, pointing directly at you. Yeah, I have to agree with that, actually. Yeah. Even though we knew it wasn't that powerful. Like, it was a... I'm not going to lie. Like, it was a struggle mm. to remain there yeah. with my arms outstretched just saying, yes, hit me. Like, look, look, <laughs> you're 100% correct. Like, seeing that, like, you or Steve with that bow drawn back with even, like, a bamboo stick, not sharpened or anything like yeah. that, it's like, it does give you pause. You're literally there going, this is a little terrifying. Like, mm. okay, imagine me standing there with my compound bow. I would absolutely run, duck, do anything. I, if I saw that, I'd just be like, well, this is how it ends. This I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> but then the flip side of that, being on the other side, especially even just shooting into a box and seeing the bamboo stab in and start, oh, it's just such a satisfying feeling. <laughs> and you, I think I have corrupted you a bit. There. I think yeah. you definitely have. <laughs> so anyway, the I, it's these PVC pipe bows are easy to make. And they're incredibly useful. And I'm talking maybe half an hour. It only takes half an hour to make. All you need is proper string. Like, I'm not talking about bow string. You can get, like, I don't know, uh, paracord. You could use in a bow, in, like, a, a tight spot. Paracord, PVC pipe, and a file. Or, you know, like, some type of knife. And you'll be able to make a PVC pipe bow. Highly recommended. Check it out. This is one of my favourite subjects. And some people who go out with me at certain times, like out to a restaurant or uh, go out for drinks and everything, as soon as the first round arrives, first thing I do is I toast the queen. Because that woman is amazing. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the monarchy. Boom! (laughs) Drop the bomb! There have only really been two times in my life that I have been surprised by you. Actually... Three. Oh, okay. One is when I found out that you used to play sport. <laughs> the second was when I found out your favourite band was Owl City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, it was. See that awkward silence? He's, he's looking at me like, oh my goodness, it's not anymore? No, well, because I just, it's more because I imagined death metal. Death metal. Yeah, yeah. it's not my jam. It's, it really isn't. No. And that's so obvious now, but just the dark, brooding personality you just think you would be into that anyway third oh yeah sorry Mm -hmm. your love for the monarchy Uh, you're a monarchist i am a monarchist to my core uh i love the queen like deep within she's amazing she's done so many good things Uh, like that series and i'm sure a lot of you uh, folks our listeners have seen it uh, the crown which is on netflix which is brilliant i love it and it talks like it shows the struggles that uh, Queen Elizabeth, the darling of England, the glorious woman, she just the struggles that she's gone through and the challenges she's had to overcome to be the type of woman that she was. I mean, this is the woman that you know drove ambulances and mechanics and all that type of stuff in. Oh, sorry, she was a mechanic, didn't drive mechanics um, <laughs> in the war. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, I never knew. Yeah, she she's not some. Well, I mean, she's. Getting on nowadays, she's not doing that type of stuff now. Oh, actually, funny little tidbit: she actually drives around some of her estates by herself. Oh, yeah, right. And she and like she waves drives- at her neighbors and stuff <laughs> like that. She's so cool. I love the queen. So I will toast the queen every single time. Now, why are we bringing this up? You may ask yourself. That's a good question. Maybe I just want to talk about the Queen. Yeah, any excuse to talk about the Queen. <laughs> uh, that's true. Now, I'm not a huge fan of all the royal family, but you know, being a monarchist is. You have to endure through the tough times as well. Mm. The crazies. I mean, think of Game of Thrones in certain respects. Oh boy! Oh, this isn't going to be. Oh, this isn't going to be a huge one. The um, Game of Thrones. You know, you've got like Cersei, who's a terrible human being, who's just blowing people up left, right, and center. She's a. You know, she, She's a royal in a certain aspect. I think she was queen. So, you know, you've got to suffer through that stuff if you're a monarchist. You've got to, you've got to love the royal family. I mean, Prince Charles. That's going to be an interesting experience if he decides to come to the throne. Now, I'm hoping uh, Prince William uh, ascends instead because that would be glorious. Yeah, a king at last. All of this is going over my head because I know nothing about that's, the royal family. That's fair. That's fair. So, back to the point. Why am I bringing this up? For those out there who are interested in some cool literature, there is a, ser- a little uh, book called World War Z. Now, some of you may have seen the movie, as we've mentioned before. The Pepsi advert. Yeah, it's rubbish. 
The book is amazing. Now, in the book, it talks about the monarchy and yeah. how it like it kind of like rose up to defend the people. The queen opened up her estates and lands for people to take refuge in them and stuff like that. And I truly believe that if this were the like the zombie apocalypse to happen, that the queen would do so. I I like the queen. I like. Her. I think she's pretty cool. Now, a lot of people uh, have their problems with the monarchy and some of the things that were done, but I don't care. I like the queen. And if you're out with me and you don't toast the queen, you're Ooh. dead to me. Oh wow! Yeah. So can I I'll, can I do a rant of my own? Oh my goodness! Yeah, hold on, let me sit down. Already am, but that's fine. Um. So yeah, I went uh, to England recently, mm-hmm. um, and we went to Buckingham Palace, of course. And I was really disappointed because the guards weren't out the front. Oh. So they had. So they have obviously. Was the queen insane? Was she in Buckingham Palace? I'm not sure if that actually has anything to do with anything. No, the, I think she... Wait, no, how does it work? She was there because we weren't allowed to go in. Sometimes you can go in if she isn't. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, okay. mm-hmm. it was in winter, so if someone is a monarchist, even more of a monarchist than Adam, they'd know whether she was there or not. Um, anyway, so no, basically... Tra- there's things to do with the flag. I think if the flag is flying, uh, she's there. Okay. And if it's not flying, she is... Away. Okay, so I know nothing about any of it. No. But basically, they have this fence around the whole castle, and usually they have the guards in palace. red. Uh, sorry, palace. Um, my bad. <laughs> um, I, I know nothing. <laughs> Wait, what's the queen again? She's a... What do you mean? <laughs> Never mind. Um, technically, for a brief period of time, um, the king, king this George, is a... was an emperor. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, we, yeah, because uh, the British Empire, right? British Empire with uh, uh, India and everything. Like that. Anyway, let, so sorry. Basically, uh, you have the, the fence, the wall surrounding the palace, mm-hmm. and then you have the palace itself. So normally there's red guards outside the front of the, uh, the gate, the fence. And then all we had were the blue guards in the middle. So I wasn't able to take a selfie with them. Oh, that's upsetting. Because apparently they go through rigorous training to never show emotion or react to anything you do. Mm. Yep, yep. Now, obviously, I don't think you're allowed to harass them. I'm not you're not sure allowed to, I don't think you're allowed to physically touch them. Yes, you're not allowed to touch them. Yeah, or else they, you know, point their bloody... Um, oh, oh, my goodness. Why am I spacing on this term? Bayonet. Bayonet, that's the one I'm thinking of. They point their, like, bayoneted gun at you and you're just like, well, this is how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> no more podcast. <laughs> so I wasn't able to see if that rumour was true, which is handy, otherwise I'd be dead today. I'd love to... I'd love to have one of these guards, right? Mm-hmm. To have them stationed, and then bring like a whole bunch of professional comedians in to try and break them. <laughs> like, just have That'd them be a good jokes. test. Yeah, right. I mean, but that'd be pretty cool. Like the whole time, the guys are just standing there, I'm and then after, like, at a certain point in time, I've no idea how they know because there's no clock there. But they will both, or one of them, or something, they'll get their gun out, like move it from one hand to the other, walk up, walk back down again, like swap with the other guard. And then sit back down and then just stare again. I'm just thinking, wow, sometimes my job is boring, but my goodness. I'm not sure how long their shifts might be, like six hours, seven hours or whatever. But imagine just standing still and looking at all these peasants coming up to you. And in this context, because we are talking about the monarchy, I'm not calling everybody peasants. I'm just saying It still counts as one. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. But I don't have my bamboo stick to <laughs> uh-huh, hit you with free. like last episode. So we've got um so anyway, so they're looking at all these people coming up and you know, pulling faces at them and jumping around. I I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd just, you know, mow them down with my gun. But <laughs> So but, you'd be good for one day on the job? Yeah, bro like thirty seconds perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but like they're standing there for that long. I mean, do they just go to, like, a happy place in their head? Do they go to their mind palace or something? Just be like, Ooh. yeah, I know, right? It's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how they do it. That's some, like, real fortitude on their part. I think that's pretty cool. I I, I would like to personally have at least seven of them uh, under my command. Just you know, guard the entrance to my house. Thank you. Why? Why not? Just, you can say, yeah, I've got some Queen's Guard. <laughs> They're guarding me because I'm a serial monarchist. So, yeah, nonetheless, we had a brilliant... Um, I just reckon we've had a brilliant run with the Queen, mm. and I hope she continues for quite some time. So the new season of Doctor Who is out. Woo! I've been watching it, but you always... I'm saving it. Yeah, you always... Because I binge-watch the hell out of that show. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you wait weeks between episodes like a um like a filthy No, I'm not gonna I'm get trying to change that. <laughs> a filthy person like me. Um so I've been watching the episodes. You haven't been watching the episodes. There's been a lot of good ones. Like, I don't know if you know one of the characters, Nardol. He is absolutely hilarious. Is that the guy from Little Britain? Yeah, the and the bold, short, fat guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've really made him sound handsome, haven't I? Hey, he's amazing. He is amazing. So he's actually one of my favorite characters now, even though oh, previously he's yeah. been in the show before, but I was like, I just couldn't get he's into it. He was on the Christmas it. special, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like him at all. But now he's definitely one of the things I look forward the most for cool. each episode. Is he in each episode? Or not, is he like not, in and out? Not in every episode. Okay. Uh, the start of the seri- series. So he was like thing. Rory from um, the first season with Matt Smith. Yeah. So oftentimes they'll have the female companion for the Doctor who Billy? goes with a... Bill, Bill, for all the um, uh, adventures. Mm-hmm. But then they'll throw in another one who you see occasionally. And Nardole does a great job. And I think they introduced him, like reintroduced him into the show well, where you kind of, at first you're like, oh, he's a bit annoying. But then you're like, oh my goodness, he's amazing. All right, okay. But there I'm are some this. episodes in this series that are absolutely astounding. Like, I really want to talk to you about the episode called Extremis. Okay. That one okay. we absolutely had to talk about on the podcast. All right. So if you're listening to the podcast and you like Doctor Who, make sure you watch that episode before Adam does because we're going to spoil <laughs> the whole thing on the show. Okay, so... so- on that topic of Doctor Who, because we are both Whovians. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was actually you that got me into the show, surprisingly. Yep. Yeah. So, credit to you there. I love Doctor Who. And my favourite Doctor? Uh, it's difficult to say. Now, yours would have to be Matt Smith, surely. Yes, because I look exactly like Matt Smith. You do. I have to say, there are very, very poignant uh, similarities between you two. Uh, but I have to say, my favourite Doctor would have to be Peter Capaldi. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I love David Tennant. He mm. was He's, like, very close second. Mm. But you know what sealed it for me with Peter Capaldi? I think it was his second episode, Into the Dalek, where uh. he and Clara, you know, walk in, walk in, like, pop in, essentially, mm. and they're on the spaceship, and they're, like, uh, walking down a corridor with a bunch of other people, like, oh, you know, who are you, all this type of stuff, and they're like, oh, who's she? And she's like, oh, she's Clara. And um, she's like, oh, what are you exactly? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm your carer. I'm his carer. And he's like, yes, that's right. She's my carer. She cares, so I don't have to. And we're like, <laughs> boom, that's my man. I love it. Uh, yeah, when, as soon as I heard that line, I thought of you immediately. <laughs> and I just love his eyebrows. They're so cool. They're like John Howard's eyebrows, except cool. And um, yeah. Attack eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I... Like, there's a lot of criticism or the surrounding... Some of the uh, some of the episodes and series that Moffat has taken in. Yeah, so the the lead of the series, Stephen Moffat, he's he's really good, but he, uh, there's been a lot of criticism, as you say. I think he does a brilliant job with like the mysteries, yes, and like the long build up. But I don't think that needs to be so concentrated, yeah, and so focused on in a lot of this. Mm. Nonetheless, you know what one of my favorite episodes is? All right, listen. So the Doctor's theorising, like the start of the episode, is what about like the perfect predator who like avoids all detection, essentially? Uh, you know, how certain species have evolved to attack and things like that. What if this person has evolved to hide, like, perfectly? And he what talks if- about, like, the child on the bed. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Now, funny story. So I'm... Uh, sitting there watching this and I'm drawn in like I'm like so drawn into this and I'm like on the edge of my seat because it's it's got that suspense to it that creepiness vibe mm. anyway so it's towards the end of the episode and like there's all this rattling going around through the spaceship because they're at the end of the universe <laughs> and um the door's about to like creak open and you think you're about to see something and suddenly boom my door opens up and um like a, one of or someone pops in and creeps me out like i jump like a full three feet back from my computer because i was like <laughs> i'm like drawn in oh it was so good i love jump scares like getting jump scared i love it oh so good so yeah but uh listen favorite episode but anyway new season now why i'm wanting to talk about this is because my favorite villain and i love villains villains are so much better than heroes because heroes are so 
perfect and namby pamby and oh <laughs> villains are where the story's at because villains have they're broken they're sad and things like that the master is the best villain hands down missy is so cool michelle gomez playing missy i, I wish she would stay on as the mistress the masteress whatever <laughs> for like ever she is the perfect master mm. I love it she's so cool I love like the pain in her voice I think it was uh, last season where she's like I just want my friend back you know I'm just like oh Missy what are you doing I love you so much and yeah so I just like her and she's crazy and sociopathic and murders people just willy nilly well you always have a soft spot for sociopaths <laughs> don't you well to an extent I mean you know in fiction sociopaths in real life are crazy crazy yeah. people so yeah but I love I love I'm really looking forward to seeing this new episode of Doctor Who oh yeah she features quite heavily oh really in I didn't the whole think she did season Oh man, she's basically the plot of the whole season. I oh. hope that's not a spoiler. No, 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 no. That's fine. I no, that's good. That's good because I know uh, this could. Uh, it's been all over Facebook massively. So mm. if you watch Facebook, sorry, if you watch Facebook, yes, if you're on Facebook, you would have seen it. The old master from David Tennant time is back. Yeah, John Sim. They actually put him in the trailer for the season, so yeah. it's not really a spoiler. Mm-hmm. They're obviously trying to hint at it. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting because we never saw... So if you've not watched Doctor Who, the reason we're talking about the master and the mistress is because they're the same person. Yeah. Basically, it's an alien that can regenerate, so it can basically turn Let's into a Let's assume new that our listeners can assume of okay. regeneration. If not, regeneration. watch Doctor Who. So basically, we know that the mistress is a regeneration of the master, but we don't know where she is in the timeline because it's a time travel show. We don't know if he regenerated into her, mm-hmm. so the old master into the new mistress, or if it's the other way around and she's eventually going to become him. Mm-hmm. Now, most likely it is him turning into her, but we don't know that yet. Oh, that's cool. So it's going to be interesting to find yeah. out when they meet each other, mm-hmm. a past version of her... It's going to be really interesting. Oh, goodness. So it's, uh, it's like the whole River thing. Like River Song. I love River Song, don't get me wrong. Mm. But that whole timeline stuff like just messes with my head because I get really confused. There's this <laughs> cool thing I want to do one day where you can order the episodes in the order of this character, River Song, so you can see from her timeline perspective what's going on mm. instead of... Uh, the series of the episodes as they were released is in the Doctor's order. Yeah. And so the plot is the Doctor and River Song meet each other at different times. Almost like the Time Traveller's Wife, if you've read mm. that. I find a brilliant move by the writers, mm. uh, either Moffat or Russell T. Davis. But can I just point out, yeah. brilliant move, because River Song, the character, was introduced that's in a, an episode... That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that is... Like, looking back at that episode now, that episode is the saddest episode mm. because, like, after you know who River Song is and her relationship with the Doctor and everything, looking at that, you're just like, that breaks my heart. So if you don't know, Stephen, Stephen Moffat wrote an episode before he became the lead writer at Doctor Who. He wrote an episode introducing a character that pretty much featured through his whole run mm-hmm. as the lead. It's, it's just so brilliant. So much forethought. No, no, that's brilliant. I like that. I like having those type of like mm. long-term plans as yep. well. I think that's a real good payoff. Like, can I just point out? I really hate it how. <coughs> excuse me. I really hate it how um, TV shows these days just like the writers always forget about the previous episodes. Yeah. Like they always are so focused on the new people watching that you never like you just know that they're going to forget about X random character ever even existing and never talk about it ever again. And I always love those moments where it's like a throwback. Yeah. But they I'm, never do it. You know, I just, I discovered that in, because uh, I'm re-watching How I Met Your Mother. Ah, uh, yeah. Love that series. Ted's sister, right? She comes into an episode, never features again. Ted's sister? Yeah, right? He has a sister? Yeah, yeah. Has a sister. She comes into town. She's wanting a job. She lives in New York as well, I'd like to point out. Oh, right. And... She like she gets a job at Barney's firm and really? gets an apartment in New York. Never mentioned again throughout the entire. <laughs> See, I hate that. You can just tell that they didn't do it for like logistic reasons, nope. and I feel like that. That no, mm. like put in the effort, make a congruent universe. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here. That season, now he's angry, and that's terrifying. Mm. So yeah, so uh, Doctor Who, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to binge watching the hell out of the. I'm probably going to start tonight, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, because it's all out now. I thought there was one more episode. 
no, I think it's twelve episode season. Maybe I'll have to double check that. Oh, that's cool. But that's cool. Yeah, right. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fantastic. We've got a friend of ours, uh, or friend of yours, mm. uh, Josh Blackwell, who is a musician. And I've heard some uh, some of his music, which John has showed me. But John, you're the musician. Take it away. Um, there's this. He's just recently released a new EP. Although I guess it was a few months ago now. Mm. But I've just really enjoyed listening to it at work. Very chilled out, full of real instruments. None of this overproduced electronic stuff that I make. (laughs) 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 But um, really good quality. And he he really knows his way around music. He knows probably... I I can't even count the number of instruments he knows how to play. Mm. But then each one he knows how to do a really good job of playing as well. That's cool. I, like those of you who have listened to previous podcasts, I'm no musician. I don't pay a huge amount of attention to music and things like that. I, I think it's a brilliant skill and desire to have, but I just don't have any... I think I think you either are born with it or you're not, and I was not born with the skill of music, that's for certain. So, um, I, this will be my first time actually listening to one of Josh's songs. Oh, I know, and those who are friends of the show and friends of ours are probably going... You betrayer. You you should be listening to this guy and supporting your local artists. So, this will be my first time listening to it, and it should be pretty good. So, I think we should um, get that going. Take it away. Indeed. So, boom. The city on its own Along the western coast She stands alone Her land is low and wide Mountains not in sight She stands alone She's so beautiful She looks wonderful But inside she's dead She's like paradise Drawn in and in ties But inside she's dead
that was uh, Josh Blackwell, and I found that to be kind of... Uh, it's got a... To me, anyways, it's got like a Michael Bublé type of vibe to it, but mm. in a more... Not reggae. Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Stop trying to be a musician. Yeah. <laughs> Even I don't know these terms. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I like that. So if you like um, uh, Josh Blackwell and that song, uh, check him out. I think it was pretty good. And if mm. you do as well, I'm sure he would appreciate the support to our vast, vast sea of listeners. See that awkward silence? That's what that was. Yeah, that's because we don't have a varsity of listeners. <laughs> so, but we do appreciate a very small drip. Oh, exactly. I'm happy with what we've got. I mean, quite frankly, we didn't do this for fame. We're doing this for an outlet. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, after all, if anyone listens to this podcast, it just means that we're not two crazy people talking in a room, which which is what we would be if it wasn't for this podcast. Which, yeah, which is what we'd be doing anyways, really. Mm, yeah. But I know for a fact we have at least three. Oh, good. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. We've got. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Pete, Tyson, Callum. You guys are legends. What about all the other people? That are now now you've just alienated all the people you don't know the names Nobody's of. really told me about that they listen to the podcast. Okay. So, so if, if you now comment on our thing, Adam will. I will call out your name mm. loudly and with much love and vehemence. He's probably going to. I will. I will go through the Facebook page. And just say, now these are the people who love us, and I will show love to you through glory and majesty. All right, we should probably move on. <laughs> Moving on! Oh my. Oh, yeah, I've got to remember the sound effects. <laughs> so, uh, John, you told me you had a dream about the apocalypse. Oh, yes, that's right. So, regale me. What is this dream? Now, I must say, I'm very disappointed in you, in your behavior in this dream. Oh, well, I, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Actually, I can I'm, just... I'm a horrible human being. Yeah, so my subconscious knows you very well then. Yes. So, it's true. what happened was, basically, I can't remember, there was something, I was obviously very tired, so I was having strange dreams. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the dream, I'm in the dream, it's the apocalypse, of course, I'm in this house, in my house, my wife's dead. Oh. Now, Caitlin, you're dead! <laughs> uh... No, she didn't hear. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so basically, um, I'm on my own. And what would happen is people would continually rock up to my house. I think it was the zombie apocalypse, not quite sure. Okay. Um, Were were the zombies or people? People were rocking. Okay. Not zombies, Mm -hmm. but I think there were zombies. So they would rock up and they'd be like, right, we're part of this awesome zombie crew. Man, you've just got to join. You've got to help us. And they would have all these kitted out massive cars, like, full of stuff. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Because I was waiting for you and your crew of people who you... We like, left you behind. Yeah, basically, you, you left me behind! Yeah, <laughs> Caitlin's a chronicler. She's the important one. If she's dead, that's gone. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe she wasn't dead. Maybe you picked her up. Because I don't know if she was dead. She just wasn't there. Well, that's probably what would have happened. You picked her up and left me! She's the chronicler. She's got to chronicle our experience. I can't believe you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I was controlling your dream. <laughs> that is even worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But basically, so more and more people would turn up. Mm-hmm. But every time, it would always be someone would come up and I was sure I would see, like, a bite on their body. Oh, and I was like, no, nah, they're going to turn into a zombie. Mm-hmm. So they would keep turning up. But every time, the door would unlock itself. And so I'd have to run to the door, quickly try and, like lock the door again before they tried to open the door and get in Mm -hmm. because obviously I was worried they'd turn to a zombie Mm -hmm. Um, but for some reason you couldn't lock the door if it was closed I had to open the door close it and then lock it and every time I'd just be so scared that someone was going to get in just so you're aware Mm. if it came to that stuff and someone wanted into your house there's not a lot you can do to stop yeah so the door probably wasn't going to help but um so, I mean, this was interesting to me on a few levels. Because okay. one, very disappointed that you left me behind in your zombie crew. Well, uh, you've got your farming thing, but I want to see, like, mass yielding crops, essentially. Okay. And then I ate broccoli today. Uh, no, I want to see your crops yielding mass amounts of food. And then I'll know that you're worthy to be in that okay. group. Because okay. Caitlin's a chronicler. Okay. She's going to be, like, detailing everything. Of our glorious Today they left behind my husband. <laughs> Not much we can do about it. Oh well. <laughs> lol. <laughs> she, she better not use lol in her bloody um, yeah. transcripts. Oh, my words. But um, on the other level, I think it kind of shows, I think 
maybe we talk about the apocalypse too much on our podcast. Like, I know it's... What? So, wait, wait a second. Survive in the apocalypse, the nerd's way, and we talk about the apocalypse too much. I think so. It's causing me to dream about the apocalypse. Well, that should be good, though, because that's now conditioning your brain. Yeah. So, I'm. It's apparently dreams are just when your subconscious mind tries to think out situations that it thinks might happen in the future that yeah in order to help your waking mind solve problems potentially although i think you're missing the important part here okay you whilst in your dream notice bites mm. on people mm. that's huge that's huge because whilst in a zombie survival situation especially well, especially zombie survival mm. how do you know someone's not concealing a bite that's why in my like in my group huge strict quarantine procedures all right yeah and yeah i've thought about this in detail believe me it's, i do nothing else but think about this type of stuff essentially mm. it's a very sad life so in order to come into the base you have, you have to take to off your shirt and everything you have to be thoroughly inspected not yeah. by me but you have to be inspected because if you've got a bite like if you for if you've got like some type of open wound you're quarantined for a period of time yeah um and if you turn then you know i'll wait for you to turn before you know Either exiling you or putting you down. It's going to be putting you down. Yeah. But, you know, that's... that's there's something to kill later on. Yep, that's all right. But, um, yes, so I'll, I'll let you know if there's another dream and I, I'll I, see what happens next. I love apocalyptic dreams. Mm. I, I thoroughly enjoy them. Yeah. It's just so much fun, especially if you ever get to that point of, like, lucidity within your dream, like the lucid dream yeah. and stuff. So much fun. Although, here's a, a little interesting article I read. Okay, Or okay. a little test, if you will. Um, <laughs> little test. If you're, like, in a dream, obviously, but you have just, like, a shred of control and you mm. want to know that, like, you're dreaming, essentially, try and read the time. won't work. Oh, uh, yeah. can't read the time in your dreams. There's no time. Wow. Different part of your brain, apparently. So it's pretty cool. I like that. But, uh, you know what we should do? We should get a psychologist on the show. Yes. And talk about um, psychological... Uh, problems that you can uh, that you can face in these type of situations. Yeah, I think I know someone who might be able to help us with that. So yeah, that'll be good. So we'll do that. So that's all we've got for today uh, or tonight, depending on when you're listening. Whatever. So as always, uh, be wary of horrible muta- uh, mutants you know, bursting up through the sewers and trying to eat your face. And uh, as you want to keep everything smooth and ready to go, we have a couple of social pipes. <clears throat> That you can obviously check out. Do you know that the internet isn't made of tubes, Adam? It is now. Okay. Boomed. It's tubed. So, uh, on Twitter. We're on Twitter. Which um, but, Oh, yes. We're on Twitter. So, basically, you want to check us out there. We'll post random stuff or chat and all that type of stuff. The Nerds Way. The Nerds Way underscore pod. Uh, we have on Facebook. Just search... Uh, uh, surviving the Apocalypse of the Nerds where you'll find us there. Uh, at Gmail, if you want to send us any emails, hate mail, things like that, uh, mm. you know, I'd love to read that personally. Yeah. Uh, that's thenerdsway at gmail.com. Address all hate mail to Adam and all love mail to me. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I love it. Um, SoundCloud, which is where we put a lot of our um, uh, podcasts there. We're, we're also on iTunes now, aren't we? we yes. Are, yeah, we're on iTunes. So you can search for us on iTunes as well. See, John, you're all over this stuff, yeah. man. I love it. Um, so yeah, SoundCloud, just search the nerds way and we're on twitch because at some point we're going to be doing a live recording which should be an absolute just abomination yeah don't listen to it (laughs) don't watch it don't listen to it just uh, ignore that but uh twitch tv uh forward slash the nerds way and uh we'll probably be doing some games and everything like that as well on there because we like well, I like live streaming games and all that type of stuff. So, if you want to check us out on those, that would be fantastic. Give us a like on Facebook um, and share, whatever. You know, that'd be cool. But you know, if you don't, well, we, you're YouTube. a peasant. No! Boom, number two. Oh. I'm allowed to. Yeah. Because right. I was just about to say, we actually don't mind about social likes and stuff. <laughs> no, it's not really fun. We mainly, wanna, fun. we mainly want to entertain you. Yeah, essentially. And I like to entertain myself. So, as always, keep your go bag ready. Filled with movies, DVDs, and all that fun stuff. And as always, I was about to say goodnight, Night Vale. <laughs> oh, Night Vale, fantastic. Goodbye. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. talking about all I, things British. Wait, you, you can't, yeah? You always start it. Start hey, it you can start. Go for it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, while we're on the top of, <laughs> of Britain. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, so I was strangling this um, kitten the other day. So there's a chair for your coffee, but not for me. No, the coffee's more important. Well, that was brilliant. I did not feel like I needed to disembowel myself there. So, um, yeah, that was good. You always say you didn't feel like you needed to disembowel yourself. Hey, you'd be surprised how often I feel like I need to disembowel myself. Please not during the recording of an episode. <laughs>